0: Welcome to Stories from the Park, a Heritage Park podcast. Hi, I'm Kasaya Quill, Chief Curator.
1: And I'm Dominic Terry, Communications Manager here at Heritage Park.
0: We are located on Treaty 7 land in Calgary, Alberta a place where visitors come to learn about this history of all those who have gathered here, and where Indigenous people proudly share their cultural traditions and tell stories about their rich heritage, history, and attachment to the land.
1: In the second part of this episode, we continue our conversation with Dr. Michael Hawley as we talk about the history of Sikh and Punjabi people in Western Canada, and more specifically, here in Alberta.
0: So when we talk about some of the trailblazers or some of the notable characters, we we know of one Harnam Singh Hari
2: who yes. has
0: land adjacent to where Heritage Park is now. Would you share some about his story with us?
2: Now now, now we're getting a little close to home, which is all, which is always nice. Um, when I first started looking at six in um, Alberta, I actually started with Harnam Singh because I thought. Um, He would actually be the easiest one to write about. Um, There had been a number of newspaper articles about him. There were a lot of recent things about him. Uh, There is a park in Calgary named after him. Uh, We have um, many of his descendants, his um, uh, grandchildren, daughters-in-law, great-grandchildren. Many of them reside here, um, many of whom I've spoken with. And so I thought this would be a really great place to start. Um, Much to my chagrin, uh, I still haven't um, managed to crack the enigma that is Harnam Singh Hari. There are many different oral histories about what happened and how he got here. And um, some of those oral histories map on to some of the documented evidence that we have and some diverge from that documented evidence. And sometimes the documented evidence is um, contradictory within itself. I have, um, for example, two interviews with Harnam Singh Hari himself, who gives two different accounts of when and how he got here. Um, So it is really trying to piece together a likely scenario. And, And that I can give you. It is very likely that Haram um, Singh was uh, he was born uh, actually in Burma um, uh, not not in Punjab but that was uh, where his family was from uh, that he migrated um, left uh, left Punjab uh, came to North America likely around the year about 1910 um, it's very likely that he landed not in Canada, but in San Francisco, and that uh, he made his way to Vancouver that same year where he had um, friends and also relatives who had urged him to come. Uh, In Hanam Singh Hari's own words, he um, spent a little bit of time in Vancouver Um, But that he had heard of Calgary and Points West, and that he started to make his journey um, to Alberta. And he came via um, what would now be um, sort of the number one highway and uh, Coquihalla Highway. He made his way from Vancouver, and likely spent a little bit of time in Kamloops, in Revelstoke, perhaps in Golden British Columbia. Uh, the final leg of his journey into uh, into Alberta, we are told um, that he hopped on a train and that he the train uh, took him as far as likely Akshaw, where he was discovered and um, thrown off the train and um, where he had to uh, end up walking the rest of the way uh, to Calgary. Uh, So he would have arrived in Calgary sometime likely after 1910. Um, How long afterwards, we're not sure. Um, The very first reference that we have to our Nam Senghari in Calgary actually dates from 1919. Um, So somewhere in between that date range, he did arrive. I'm inclined to think likely earlier. Rather, ra- rather than later, um, as um, as the family memory uh, recalls, he um, came with very, very little, uh, as many as many new migrants did. Um, he at first uh, had a job, uh, actually loading bags of cement um, onto uh, onto boxcars. And as many in the Hari family um, like to tell this story, um he sat and he wasn't in uh, he wasn't employed yet, but he sat and he watched people loading cement bags, taking these um uh, very, very heavy cement bags, I believe they were one hundred two hundred pounds each, and loading them on uh the boxcars. Harnam Singh Hari, he, he, was a, he was a tall man, he was a strong man, and he started to carry two bags at a time. And uh, the foreman saw this and said, You're hired. If you can load this thing twice as fast as the other people can all, uh, load it, you're hired. And he did that for a little bit of time. He made his way to Calgary where he worked um, at the Eau Claire lumber yard. Um, and eventually, Uh, With the help of, it seems, a local resident managed to rent a very small piece of land up in the north part of the city, um, just off of Nose Creek. Um, To the best of my ability, I think I've located roughly the approximate uh, place of that farm, and that would be roughly Edmonton Trail and about 32nd Avenue northeast. Um, in and around that area. And it was there where he um, had earned enough money where he could buy a wagon, a horse. He started to um, purchase hogs at uh, a very low price. Um, in the beginning, he, I believe he had purchased one hog, um, uh, raised that hog and sold it for a handsome profit. And he thought, well, this is the business for me um he made some really great connections with um, uh, some very prominent locals um, Arthur Lazel for example who is an auctioneer in Calgary um, whose um, memorial and grave marker is in um, uh, Union Cemetery um, Harnam Singh regularly attended uh, Arthur Lazel's auctions Uh Family memory recalls that um, whenever Harnam Singh came into one of um, Arthur Lazel's auctions, that Arthur Lazel would announce him as the Indian emperor who uh, came in. So he would have been a known quantity. Um, he started to um, purchase land in and around um, what is now today's Chinook Centre. And ended up um, gradually adding to that land holding until his farm um, expanded to what is now the area between Glenmore Trail and Heritage Drive and McLeod Trail and uh, Elbow Drive. So that whole area of Kingsland is, yeah. um, is Harnam Singh Hari's uh, or- original family farm. Um, there he, um, he uh, grew crops, he raised hogs. Uh, For a while he raised chickens. Um, As recalled by one of his um, granddaughters, uh, Harnam Singh would go around to um, hotels and restaurants and collect the scraps um, and take them back um, to, to, to feed his hogs in a way to economize. Um, He did very, very well for himself um, farming, Uh, not without hardships, of course, and we can talk about some of those hardships that um, some of them are historically, I think, kind of interesting, Uh, but he also um, regularly gave back to the community as well, providing sometimes cash, but very often hogs or chickens as prizes for um, various contests and, um, and, and, and community events. Uh, Hernan Singh uh, spent his, from the time he arrived in Canada right up until 1926, he himself was alone. Uh, He didn't have family that came with him. But in 1926, his only son, um, a fellow by the name of Ojagar Singh, came from Punjab. And um, shortly thereafter, in um, 1928, Ojagar Singh and his new wife, a woman by the name of Sujang Kaur, came and settled on the family farm. That was followed in 1932 by Harnam Singh's wife Um, whose name is Kim Kaur, along with um, Ojagar Singh's uh, young son, so um, Harnam Singh's first grandchild, um, whose uh, name was Harchet Singh, who, by the way, is still alive and well and living in British Columbia. He is 97 years old, and um, his immigration forms tell us that he arrived 90 years ago this April. Wow. And I don't know Amazing. how many people can actually say that. Oh. Um, the family did very, very well. Harnam Singh expanded his land holdings to um, include farms south of the city in what is now the Dewinton, Winton, Okotoks uh, area. Uh, he may have actually owned land uh, way in the far south of, uh, of the province, um, but that's uh, a little less certain. And he eventually sold his um, farm in Kingsland in 1956 to developers to allow for expansion of the city. 1956, I believe he sold it for $230,000. So he uh, he did pretty well for himself. And so that was 1956. So he had spent 40, 45 years away from Punjab. And in 1956, he started to make regular journeys back to Punjab, back to his um, native village, a place called Ranake, where he um, started to give back to um, his community, uh, making donations to gudwaras or so-called Sikh temples, um, building building a pharmacy, um, do, doing these sorts of things. Wow. And, he continually uh, moved back and forth, and from between Canada and Punjab.
1: It's pretty well documented that he was somewhat—well, not somewhat, but a, a philanthropist of you know of oh. some of some degree.
2: Oh, ab- absolutely, and um, you, we will see that pattern um, for many of um, the six for whom we know. We have a, a lot of story and a lot of information about that. Absolutely, he was very much a, a philanthropist. And for those um, who are interested, there's a Calgary Herald article from October. Can't remember the exact date, October 1956, that speaks about some of Harnam Singh's plans when he gets back to yes. um, when he gets back to Punjab and what he wants to do. Some yeah. of those things materialized. Some of them uh, he did uh, did not. Right.
1: Yeah. No. What um, you've talked about, kind of the intersection of kind of what. People uh, six would have kind of um, kind of the overlap. We talked about the, the Chinese bachelor society as well. And so there was kind of an intersection of, uh, you know, the, the people in uh, immigrant communities. Uh, tell us about there, there are some other ones that you've mentioned to us before uh, about people marrying different, you know, different groups coming together
2: uh, right. in Calgary. Yeah, and, and and this, I think, is, again, um, part of Alberta history and, and part of uh, a lot of Canadian history, I think, that very often gets looked, overlooked. And that is um, some of the intersections and some of the relations that are cultivated between minoritized groups. And in particular, uh, in the Calgary case and the the Alberta case more generally, when it comes to Sikhs and uh, particularly Punjabi Sikhs, is the intersection and some of the relationships that those Sikhs had with um, um, Alberta's Black community. Um, There were a number, um, a small handful of um, marriages that took place um, between Punjabi men and um and and their brides in alberta prior to 1950 um one of them was um singh hari's son Ojagar singh who um, married a punjabi woman but all of the others the other five i believe um, recorded marriages um six uh married outside of um their Punjabi, punjabi ethnic heritage um, some married into the Caucasian community. Um, on one occasion, a Sikh in Lethbridge uh, married into the Caucasian community, um, but there were others um, who married into the Black community. And that, um, that is something that is very often not referenced in histories about the Sikhs or, or in Black history in Alberta, um but it was one way in which uh these groups these minoritized groups um could cultivate good relations and um be able to cultivate sort of sort of a family setting have children put down roots um in a way that they might not have been able to uh otherwise right and the i, I think the that combination of Punjabi Sikh and um, Blacks and Albert might seem like a little bit of a, a surprising uh, rela- relationship or a, a surprising uh, connection, but the two groups had an awful lot in common. Um, both absolutely uh, were, were people of colour, of course. Both, of course, would have um, experienced exclusion and... Um, racism, uh, discrimination in Alberta. Uh, My understanding is that you um, have uh, spoken with Cheryl Fogo, and I'm sure she has spoken about John Ware and some of the uh, uh, experiences that he had. Um, Both the Black and the uh, Punjabi community certainly would have uh, had a background or some sort of uh, history of colonialism as well. Um, that brought them together. Um, so they had a lot. Uh, they had a lot in common in many ways. Um, there was um, two notable Punjabis who uh, married into uh, into the Black community. Um, one of them was a fellow by the name of Ram Singh, who came to Calgary in actually 1915. So he was actually one of the, the one of the earliest. Um, arrivals into Calgary. He lived um, 30 years in Calgary um, until his death in 1945. He married um, in, I believe it was 1918, 19, married a um, Black woman from, uh, from Mississippi, um, a woman by the name of Amelia Jackson. And together they had, uh, they had three children. Um, unfortunately, Amelia Jackson um, passed away at a very, very early age um, from, from ovarian cancer, um, but her, um, her grave is in Union Cemetery here. Unfortunately, it's not marked. Um, you, can, you can find where it is in the catalog of graves, but, it, but it's not marked uh, in, in any particular way. Um, Ram Singh eventually remarried, um, remarried again into the Black community. So there's two marriages there. The other major marriage between, uh, Punjabi and, uh, Black, uh, folks here in, uh, in Alberta was the marriage between a fellow by the name of Sohan Singh Buller and, uh, Ephigenia Jones. Ephigenia Jones um, what, what was from Mississippi and she and her family came and settled in Alberta it was one of the very early families to come and settle in Alberta and they settled up in and around the area of uh, of Athabasca and that uh, that that region in some of the black settlements that Thank were being developed um in the early uh, 1910s um Sohan Singh Buller and and Ephigenia Jones uh, went on to to have seven children. Um, The eldest, uh, Helen, uh, is still with us. Um, And the youngest, actually, her name is Judy Singh. Uh, J-U-D-I is the way it uh, is spelt, though sometimes you'll see it spelled J-U-D-Y. Um, Judy Singh became actually a, a fairly well-known, um, jazz vocalist, uh, in Alberta. Um, uh, regularly performed, um, in Alberta, in Edmonton. Um, she was known throughout Canada. Um, she married a, another musician by the name of Lenny Brow, who was a classical guitarist, um, in the United States. And, um, she actually made quite, quite a name for herself. And she's no pun intended one of one of the unsung uh figures in uh in Alberta history and is a really good example of sort of the intersection between black and um and South Asian, um and specifically Punjabi, uh Punjabi lives in Alberta. Interestingly, Sohan Singh Buller is um the Edmonton counterpart to Harnam Singh. Uh, in the sense that Sohan Singh Buller uh, has a park named after him in Edmonton, in and around the uh, the Mill Woods area. Uh, both Ephigenia Jones and Sohan Singh Buller um, passed in the late um, 1960s, um, but they died within about three weeks of one another. And the family says that um, they just simply died of a broken heart. So that that tells you a little bit about the story and the closeness, I think, of um, of uh, some of these marriages.
0: Right. That's a great kind of connection between two communities in uh, Alberta. Yes. Um, so, Michael, if there is a little bit more that we wanted to learn about the Punjabi community in Alberta and uh, where could we look?
2: Um, Right now, there's not a a lot of places you can look, uh, except into the archives, of course. Um, If you are interested, or folks are interested, um, there is um, a Facebook page, if um, people do such things, um, just simply called the Alberta Sick History Project on Facebook. Um, It's there where I've been posting um, some of my finds over the past um, few years. And, uh, hopefully in the next, um, month or so, there will be sort of a soft launch of a brand new website that will tell some of the stories of, um, these early settlers and these early Sikhs along with some of the, um, historical documentation to go along with it. Um, but that should be up and running hopefully by, um, in the next month or so.
1: I think it just speaks to this history that people, uh, not only Albertans, but people who come to Alberta uh, and to live, the the realizing of the Canadian history that uh, that goes along with uh, not just people who came from the east and and came out here, but people who were here, as you talked about founders, their impact on uh, on life in in southern Alberta and in Alberta in general. Um, you know it 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 might be undocumented largely but but it doesn't go on notice
2: no and 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 i think that i think that is really important and it's i think it's also important to recognize that it's it's not just the so-called big stories um the 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 big uh lives impactful yeah. lives sometimes um everyday stories and ordinary lives make for some of the best stories and uh, Alberta history is filled with those stories um uh, of six um those who um have worked unsung to help bring others um, to Calgary. We um, have uh, a number of uh, six who came to Calgary and uh, and worked very briefly. We have names but no images. Um, we have actually, a fellow who settled here who opened his own convenience store uh 1918 and went on to become i believe the first person of um Indian heritage to have a private pilot's license in um in Canada And he actually earned a little bit of a reputation for himself back in uh, British Columbia and Victoria as being somewhat of a daredevil and a daredevil flyer and parachutist. And so there's all of these types of stories and probably dozens more to be uncovered as this work uh, progresses.
0: Thank you so much for sharing this great story with us. We really appreciate you coming today and talking.
2: Thank you very much. It was great to be able to talk about it. Thank you. So glad. Thanks. Thank you.